to the Mastify's Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today, Sean Hooley's with me. We have a whole lot of news to share with everyone. So how are you doing today, Sean? What do you have? What do you have for us today? I'm doing well. I've got some news about an image-guided programming software clearance for deep brain stimulation, new credit facility for Henry Schein, data to support the use of Aaron Medical's nasal airway obstruction tech, Inogen acquired a company, and now BD disclosed new cybersecurity vulnerabilities with its Alaris pumps. So plenty to get into. And let's just do that. What's the first thing that we should know for today? First thing is that Boston Scientific won FDA approval for its image-guided programming software for deep brain stimulation. Looks like a really innovative addition to the company's neurostimulation portfolio. And what does this software offer clinicians? So it's used with the company's Versace Genus deep brain stimulation systems, and it offers clinicians simple, actionable data, enabling efficient programming and treating people with Parkinson's disease or essential tremor. Software's got an enhanced user interface that displays patient data in a simplified format to give clinicians access to advanced settings for increased therapy delivery. And the company said it designed the software to enable more flexibility so that clinicians can better manage individual patients across different stages of their treatment. What does that Versace Genus do? Versace Genus delivers targeted electrical stimulation through surgically implanted leads in the brain connected to implantable pulse generators. Portfolio received approval for conditional use in MRI imaging environments in 2021. It consists of a Bluetooth-enabled rechargeable and non-rechargeable implantable pulse generators that power the precise Cartesia directional leads. Boston Scientific's new software, the latest addition to this fully integrated image-guided portfolio of deep brain stimulation systems, the company says these tools demonstrate a reduction in programming time by 56%, and provide real-time visualization and stimulation of each person's unique brain anatomy. What's the next thing that we need to know for today? Next thing is that Henry Schein secured a $750 million credit facility. Looks like it should improve the dental device maker's liquidity in a very big way. Can you give us some details about the maturity of that credit facility? Yeah, the company said that the facility in question matures in July 2026. It's also amending an existing $1 billion revolving credit facility. The amendments include extending the maturity date of that one to July of 2028. Together, the company says these credit facilities provide about $1.8 billion in available borrowing capacity. And what are executives saying about this credit facility? I mean, it seems like it's kind of indicative of the financial strength and growth potential of the company. Definitely. Ronald South, the senior vice president and chief financial officer, said that the successful completion of the transaction, along with the amendment of the existing credit facility, bolsters the company's financial flexibility and provides it with ample liquidity to support its current strategic plan that includes pursuing focused mergers and acquisitions and investing in attractive growth opportunities. He said that the company appreciates the support from new and existing lending partners who recognize the strength of Henry Schein's balance sheet as the company looks to further enhance shareholder value. Obviously, this company is one of the largest medical device companies in the world, and it seems like this is another strategic move after the company has had a busy first half of the year. That's right. And as South said in his quote, you know, they were looking at M&A and attractive growth opportunities. In January, the company purchased a majority stake in Unitas PPO Solutions, which works with dental practices to assess commercial insurance participation. 
In April, the company bought a majority stake in France-based Biotech Dental, a provider of dental implants, clear aligners, and digital dental software. And then just a month later, the company announced plans to acquire dental implant manufacturer SIN Implant System from Southern Cross Group. So it's been a busy first half of the year, and obviously the company seems to be executing on its strategy. Definitely. What else should we know for today? New data supports the Aaron Medical Treatment for Nasal Airway Obstruction. Long-term results seem overwhelmingly positive here. What is that device, the Viv Air? Yeah, Viv Air, which holds both CE Mark and FDA 510K clearance, uses patented temperature-controlled radio frequency energy through a thin wand-like stylus attached to a console. The stylus is inserted through the nostril to gently remodel the nasal tissue and improve airflow. And what are some of the key data points from that study that you mentioned? So key findings from the trial included statistically significant and sustained improvement in symptom burden for all subpopulations. That included nasal valve collapse patients with untreated septal deviations and either static or dynamic nasal valve collapse. 90.1% of patients responded to their treatment with improvements maintained from time of treatment all the way through two years. Aaron had measured those improvements by the total nasal obstruction symptom evaluation or NOSE scale scores. The company also said that the use of oral medications, nasal sprays, and breathing strips decreased at two years compared to baseline. The treatment was well tolerated, and the company saw no serious adverse events related to the procedure and or device. And what do doctors think about this technology? Dr. William Yao, the trial's principal investigator, said that the airway long-term data showed that Vivair delivered relief to 90% of patients suffering from nasal airway obstruction. The results demonstrate that the platform offers a useful option for otolaryngologists and patients as the evidence showed statistically significant and sustained improvement even for patients with other untreated anatomical factors like septal deviation. Now we have some more acquisition news. It seems like a trending topic right now. Definitely. Inogen has acquired the France-based airway clearance tech developer Physio Assist. This move should enhance Inogen's respiratory business. So respiratory, what does Physio Assist do? Physio Assist develops, manufactures the Simiox technology. Simiox currently has availability outside the U.S. is a technology-enabled airway clearance device that treats bronchiectasis where the lung's bronchi become damaged and widened. It often occurs in cystic fibrosis and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or COPD. Pulmonary rehab centers use the system, although it also has in-home capabilities. It's got CE Mark and other commercial availability in Asia and the Middle East. And what are some of the financial details of that deal? Inogen plans to pay approximately $32 million in cash net of debt payable at closing. Deal also includes potential future cash performance-based milestone payments relating to the achievement of goals like FDA clearance. The deal in total could reach up to $45 million, and the company is expected to close in the fourth quarter of 2023. What was the rationale behind this acquisition? Well, Inogen said that the acquisition aligns with its strategy to diversify its portfolio and expand market opportunities. Deal also aligns with its long-term financial goals. According to the company, bringing in Physiosis leverages Inogen's commercial infrastructure and capabilities and gives the company a differentiated and clinically proven airway clearance technology that can produce capital sales and desirable recurring revenue from disposables. Should the company manage to get FDA clearance for the system, it sees an addressable market of nearly half a million people in the U.S. And what is the last bit of news that you have for us? Last bit of news is that BD disclosed eight cybersecurity vulnerabilities with its Alaris infusion system. 
which is just another setback for the platform, which has had plenty over the past few years. What devices are associated with these vulnerabilities? BD said that the eight vulnerabilities are associated with its Alara system with Guardrails Suite MX versions 12.1.3 and earlier. So as you mentioned, the Alara's palms have had sort of a rocky past, but how did the company discover these vulnerabilities? The company found these through routine internal security testing as part of its software development lifecycle. That includes vulnerability scanning, code analysis, threat modeling, and penetration testing. The company received no reports of exploitation of these vulnerabilities in any customer environment or clinical setting, and the company cites no impact on patient health information or personally identifiable information to this point. That's a good development. BD's transparency in disclosing these vulnerabilities at least allows for timely mitigation and reinforces its commitment to ensuring the safety and security of their products. But we briefly touched on this. Alaris has had a rocky history. Can you give us some insight into into that? Well, yeah, just as far as the past few years, in early 2020, the company had a class one recall for the infusion pumps centered around multiple system errors, software errors, and use-related errors. It was had such an impact that the company cut its financial outlook for that year after it put a hold on shipments of the pumps. It applied for a new FDA clearance for the pumps in April 2021, starting a remediation effort in July of 2021. A spokesperson confirmed that the hold remains in place, so Laris is still not shipping as of a couple years later. Then in August of last year, a federal judge in New Jersey ruled that a lawsuit against BD over how it communicated company performance amid the Alaris problems may proceed. So there's some legal stuff going on. And then the company had a separate voluntary notification regarding cybersecurity vulnerabilities with certain software for the Alaris Infusion Central platform. So plenty going on for the company right now. Still a lot to work on with Alaris. But like you said, the transparency, it's clear in the in company's language that they want to be as open and clear as possible with users of their systems that these vulnerabilities exist, even if they haven't had harmful impact yet. So we'll, we'll see how this develops. Well, thank you for being here today. That's all the time that we have for news. But you can read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on Twitter at Danielle underscore Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H, and the same name on LinkedIn. Where can our listeners find you, Sean? Listeners can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five, grab your listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us next week for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Thank you.